Welcome to The Canoe. Thanks for giving us a shot. I'm Junior. And I'm Jordan. We're two pastors who do enough preaching. Yeah, instead, we just want to have some conversations about life. So stick with us, and if you haven't yet subscribed, we'd love for you to be a regular boatmate. Whether you're commuting, on a run, or in the kitchen, grab a paddle, hop in the canoe, and let's navigate a river together. Rising River. What the heck is this? Yeah, this is one of those topics we all think about, probably more than we actually like to admit, but but it's on our minds. And and it, what, what's on our minds is how do we rise in people's eyes? That rhymes. Did yeah. you do that on purpose? A little bit. How do we rise in people's eyes? Here, here's the question flat out. How can we become more liked? There it is. How can I be more liked by my friends, my coworkers? How can I have some more favors, good graces with people? Okay, so Jordan, let me ask you this though, because I think the conversation starts here. Is it okay to even think that? Is it okay to want to be liked? Yeah, I don't know. Truthfully, it's a tension that's been on my mind for a while because I grew up in a pretty religious circle that instilled in hard in me, hey, don't live for the approval of others, right? That's that's not good. Live to please God and God alone. Very Christian thing to do. Yeah, and so that's that's where I've been wrestling with this. So I view this conversation like a scale, and all of us in the canoe sit somewhere on the scale. Some of us are on one side of the scale. It's all we think about is being liked. We want people to like us. We care so much about what people think. Uh, so we'll change who we are depending on who we're with. We get social anxiety and rethink every conversation during the day, and we're people-pleasing. Yeah. All stemming from our unhealthy desire to want to be liked. Were you ever like this, yeah. Jordan? <laughs> I, I automatically think of that Michael Scott quote. Remember the one where he's like, do I need to be liked? Absolutely not. He's like, I like to be liked. I enjoy being liked. I have to be liked. <laughs> that show is so good. It's with so good. It's so good. He says, but it's not like this compulsive need to be liked. Like my need to be praised. <laughs> So, okay, so what, what, was that yeah. you a little bit? Were you held, yeah, Michael Scott in you? Yeah, because I think we, and I, I really do, and I get your scale, but I think we, there's a part of us, that, all of us, that wants to be liked. And so, for sure, I, I think I would, if I had to pick a side of the canoe, I definitely would go to the side of wanting to be liked more, okay. you know? So, on my scale, on the scale, you have the, one side is the people who yeah. they have to be liked. What's the other you know, side? The people pleasing. The other side is the opposite, people who just gave up. Though I will, I will say this, because I hear people say all the time, you know, oh, I don't care what people think. I don't care what people think of me. And they act all tough. B.S. That's just a defense mechanism. They yeah. still care what people think. It's why they're acting all tough right now. But they have, in a sense, given up on the idea of having a good standing with people. And so they've resorted to this crusty exterior of acting all tough. Anyway, I mean, we all know people like that. Okay, so you're saying you got the two sides. Are you just saying to be in the middle? Like, don't be, a, don't be a people pleaser, but don't be the tough, I don't care what people think of me kind of guy. Like, are you saying there's a sweet spot that we need to shoot for? No, what? not really. So I'm, I'm just saying our tendency goes one way or the other, and it's good to ask ourselves which side we lean toward on that scale. Okay. Like, where, where we lean. Yeah, okay, so back at you then. Where, where are you? Where are you leaning? Oh, okay. We're going to get really personal. Okay, uh, I slide around a little bit. Probably lean more toward acting tough. Like I faced a lot of friend rejection in middle school and high school, probably because I was way too desperate. I was way too much into like caring what people thought of me. Mm. And so I scared people off in that sense. So I ended up more on the side of, well, I don't care what people think, even though I do. What about you? Like right now? No, definitely on the want to be liked more. So, so much that I... That was actually one of the reasons I was scared to be a pastor in the first place. I don't know if I ever told you this. Because you wanted to be liked and people just don't like pastors? <laughs> no, no, but that's actually, wow, yeah, I never thought about that one. And I actually told my dad, I remember, I was like, Dad, I'm, I'm nervous to be a pastor because I know I'm going to be on stage and be in front of people, and I, and I know that I like that. Uh, and I don't, okay. 
when again going back to the approval of people i was like i know that's wrong sure so i was i remember something i'm like i'm scared to be a pastor because i don't want to feel like i have to be this big star and i know i want that sure sure you know i mean but it's good to realize that that could be or is a tendency yeah it's and it's something you and, and your dad actually both have taught me to to work on ridding myself of that before we preach every time right we, sure. we go we get on our knees before we preach and we just say right. hey God, let there be less of me when we go out there. Right. Humble, humble ourselves. All right. So like I said, I'm not saying be in the middle of the scale. It's just good to know your tendency. The goal is to actually grow past that tendency, like you were just talking about, Jordan, to, to care how you come across, to care about having good favor with people, but also to recognize not everyone's going to take to you, and that's okay. It doesn't destroy you or push you into being that pseudo-tough person. So you're telling me you think it's okay to care what people think? Of course. Don't you? I do, but going back to my upbringing, Proverbs 29, 25, it's dangerous to be concerned with what others think of you. And you believe that. You actually believe that, Jordan? You believe the Bible? Uh, someday, <laughs> okay. It depends who it's pointed at. <laughs> of course that's true, but I, I, that verse isn't saying don't care. It's just saying it's dangerous. I mean, like with anything, there's a line. Yeah, that's true. You can care too much, and that's miserable. Some of us live in the prison of what people think. That's what that proverb is saying. I mean, Proverbs also says a good name is precious. First Timothy says we must have a good reputation with outsiders. So scripture creates, I think, this tension to care, but not overly care. It's like this tension that we're supposed to live in. Because if you want to influence people, if you want to lead people, if you want to make a difference, your reputation among people matters. Yeah, that's good. So if we're taking those two together, what we're saying is it's okay to care what people think, but there will be a time when our values, where pleasing people will come in contact with our values and we will have to choose. And when you choose right. people over your values, well, then you know you care too much. Yes. Yeah. I think yeah. that's what we're boiling There's down There's that to. line. Yeah. Their line. And, and I don't know about you, Jordan, but I can trip over that line that you're talking about quite a bit. Oh, way too much. But it's this whole idea of, I'm going to be good to people. I'm going to try to be admirable. Admirable? Admirable? I don't know how you say that. Admirable? Admirable. And if people take to that, great. If not... I mean, you can't control it. Yeah, great. So, so here's the big question. How do we become more likable in a healthy way? And it all, like you just said that right now, it almost seems like wrong to ask that, you know, <laughs> yeah. how to be likable. The key is in a healthy way. I like that you said that, in a healthy way. To rise in people's eyes, to be somebody worth admiring and looking up to. Because my guess is some of us are unlikable. Parts of me are unlikable. Every one of us has some work to do when it comes to rising in the eyes of others. But first, we got some canoes. Right, our canoes for today is the trans athlete law. And I know this is a little more serious, but this is it's too Love good. It's law. good. It's too good not to mention. Mississippi, first state to pass a law banning transgender women from participating in girls and women's sports. It's about time. It's about I think a lot of this time. transgender, you know, with the sports mixed mm-hmm. in there, I think it's like it, it does so much damage for women who train all, like a ton, and then all of a sudden this guy steps in, identifies as a woman. Oh, what, a couple weeks ago, a guy broke all these records for weightlifting. Yeah. An MMA fighter broke two women's skulls. Yeah. It was a guy, you know, posing as a girl. It's yeah. terrible. No, I, I have friends in the LGBTQ community who are still, you know, like, thinking, like, wow, this is, that's way, it's too far. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not going to work. Right. Have you ever played sports with girls? I didn't, I didn't like it. Uh, yeah. I, just being a guy, I would never want to play sports with girls. No, I remember in, like in basketball, sometimes like, you know, girls would play and it, like middle school, high school, and it would just felt weird. Like I was, you can't really like swat the ball. Cause I'm like, what, what if I hit, you know, something bad or like <laughs> box know. out time? Like, you know, like she goes to box out like, whoa, hold on. I don't think this is appropriate. Actually, yeah, that was my favorite part. The, the prepubescent uh, Jordan. That was awesome. I got Jenny. I got Jenny. <laughs> no, this is, this is a good law from, so it will keep creeps like me out of <laughs> girls sports. Sports. <laughs> but Jordan, do you ever play sports with Lindsay? Oh yeah, our first date actually was uh, I took you her to play sports? basketball. 
Yeah. Yeah, we, we got I a think park? We, no, we got like coffee or something. And then we came back. Uh, the church has a gym, so we like shot around. She told me she was good at basketball. You like playing sports with her? I love it. I hate playing sports in the cold because she always wins. No, she doesn't. Oh, every time, yeah. Lightning, she'll win. Wakeboard, she wow. knows how to wakeboard. I can't. She snowboards better than me. I don't like playing sports with her. Wow. That's embarrassing. Okay, your first time when you guys played basketball on your first date, yeah. you win? I, we, it was run? Pig, and I won by the jankiest behind the backboard shot. Yeah? Oh, yeah. It I was. Mean, you shouldn't like let her win. It's first date. Oh, no, that dude, that's, that's so demeaning. No way. She doesn't want, she wants to marry a man who's going to beat her, you know? Yeah. I don't know. That's <laughs> what I'm going to beat her. All oh, right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Take that back. So one of my favorite books is a classic written almost 100 years ago. Book is called How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yes. That is in my top five books of all time. Is it really? Oh, it's so good. We read that together, I think, for staff, actually. Yeah, you made me, and I remember buying the Cliff Note version of it. And did then you really did? Yeah, and then you made fun of me, and then I was like, okay, I'll because read Because the, the book thing. is basically a Cliff Note version of itself, because it's it's like three pages per chapter. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's so good. So critics of the book say it's a book about manipulating people, you know, getting people to like you. I don't know. The book is about how to work well with people, lead people, and really rise in the eyes of people. If you haven't read the book yet, you got to go get it. It's You're, worth your time. Do you remember much of the book? Absolutely. Yeah? Oh. What are some things that pop out to you that you remember? Uh, I remember the name thing. Do you remember that? People, I think it was a quote where he said that the sweetest sound to someone is is their own name. Yeah. And that got me really convicted. Like, I got to learn people's names. Right. That's a good pointer. Yeah, everybody talks about, you know, oh, I'm so bad with names. I'm so bad with names. And I get it. I think everybody's bad with names. But I think the people who are good with names are actually people who try. Yeah, they work at it. You yeah. No one's naturally good at it. And Everyone's like, oh, I'm so bad. Right. But usually people who remember names are just more likable people. I like being around people, somebody who remembers my name. I have a good buddy who always when in conversation he'll always say my name during it and i was like i don't know is that weird no i love it really yeah so it's a sweet it's a sweet sound it is. it's an endearing thing i mean jordan's a great name <laughs> thank you uh, some of this conversation though that we're gonna have comes from this book of how to win friends and influence people they're not all of it putting it but we're gonna put a canoe spin on some of it then making some stuff up on our own so here yeah. we go three ways to rise in the eyes of others number one Ask questions. This is it, man. This is the home run. This is the big one. This is actually something that, Jordan, I think you're good at. And I was going to say this because it's, it's our birthdays coming up here in a couple of days. It is. And uh, we always you know, compliment each other on our birthdays. Yeah. And that is one thing that you are really good at. Like when, I, when we go out for lunch or something, you ask a lot of questions and try to steer conversation toward me. And you're very good at that. Were you always good at that? Or is that something that you yeah, had to really you. try? Um, I think honestly, I became good at it because I don't like awkwardness and conversations. And so I've realized, Hey, if I'm going to keep this conversation going, I have to ask questions because the other people probably won't. Okay. So this is a big one. And if I really think if you can learn this, you will be more likable than 99% of people. Because 99% of people are just selfish conversationalists. They want to steer conversation toward what they like and want to talk about. Yeah. Or, and it could be that, but I think it's also that they're just, they're not thinking about the other person. But the, uh, Junior, me and you, one of the perks, I don't know if you think this is a perk. I think it's a perk of being a pastor is I get to just meet a lot of people, have a lot of dinners and coffees with people. And the intent of, of me having these dinners is for me to get to know people well. So yeah. I don't expect them to ask me a lot of questions, but it, it really really is insane how many times I leave meetings where I knew where the people grew up, I knew their family history, I knew their hobbies, I know where their birthmarks are. I mean, that's too much, but I could write a biography on these people and they leave the meeting, call me Gordon. 
You know, like they, uh, they know right, nothing right. about me because most people I would say are, are selfish conversationalists. Yeah. And that's the thing with this question is this, this point is like ask questions. Don't just ask questions, you know, because you feel like you have to. Sometimes Jordan, you ever talk to somebody and they'll do this, you know, they'll, they'll ask a question because they kind of feel like, oh, I kind of feel like I need to ask a question. But then they look somewhere else after they ask the question. They're not really engaging with the question. So it's not necessarily just ask people questions. It's take an interest in people. Yeah. Your body language is what you're talking about. It's a big deal. Your yeah. eyes, your feet, where you're, this is a big one too. You know where your feet are pointed? Like share a lot about you know how into you the conversation. What? Yeah, because if you think about it, if you're if no. you have, yeah, if you have a conversation with someone and their feet are pointed a different direction, you know that they're they're just wanting to leave. Really? Yeah. Where yeah. did you hear? Because whenever I talk to a guy, I never talk to him standing face to face. It's always like it, notice this next time you're like in the church lobby and you're talking okay. to guys. You you <laughs> angle a little bit away from each other. Yeah, actually, you're right. Because I want to leave that conversation really fast. Okay, so when I say ask questions, I'm saying take a genuine interest in people. Yeah. Get interested in them. Learn what they love. Ask questions. This should be like Jordan, you know, when taking somebody out. Like you can write a biography on them because you've learned what they love. It's like what Paul says in First Corinthians. He says, I become all things to all people. How can you become all things to all people? By taking an interest in them, learning yeah. them, and then talking about the things they love. And what ha- so often happens is we want people to take an interest in us. Yep. Right, because yeah. we think, oh, people will think more of us so that I can get them interested in me. No, it, it's got to be the opposite. Yeah, yeah. People will think more of you if you take an interest in them. Yep. Pe- people want to follow someone that they trust, that's, that has it out. It's you know, the opposite of what we think yep. all the time. Yeah. Uh, second way to rise in the eyes of others is always give hope. Always give hope. Initially, we had we had this as uh, be positive, which uh, there's something about being positive, especially today when when everyone is so negative. Positive people stand out, and we gravitate toward positive people. I mean, that's so true. But the problem is, this only goes so far. Like, I don't know about you, Jordan, but I I know people who are always extremely positive. And it gets to the point where it's almost annoying. You think it's like, annoying? Yeah, everything's great. Everything's amazing. Everything's <laughs> going to be awesome. And it's almost like, okay, my gosh, it's, this is like insufferable because it's not accurate. That's not great. This is not a good time. Yeah, so you think there's a line to being positive? Kind of. Yeah, I think there are times when people need to hear, yeah, okay, this sucks, but we'll get through it. And, and we can do this, and here's a way to leverage the situation. Yeah, that's so positive. What, right? That's, wouldn't you say that's putting I mean, a positive okay, yeah. spin on it? I guess you could argue that. I'm just saying, like, Pollyanna-type people can be annoying. I guess it's more more than just being positive. It's providing hope, which, yeah, I guess it's positive, but... Okay, I see what you're saying, but, but but I see it more than that. It's recognizing the circumstances, but also talking like it's not the end of the world and giving not just, like, a positive spin, but an actual, like, hope in okay. that situation. Yeah, so you're not saying it's someone who is kind of pie in the sky. They're always happy. Nothing's ever wrong. It's just, oh, we're, we'll get the best of it. You know, but it's people who are being able to be realistic about what's going on, yet hopeful. Yeah, I think, I think true leaders are accurate about what's going on, but they also have this hope of like, okay, this is an obstacle, but we're going to get past it. Yeah, that's inspiring. Yeah. You ever follow someone like that? Well, I'm too young to follow this guy because uh, he was dead before I was alive, but he's one of my favorite leaders, and that is Winston Churchill. I mean, an incredible leader. In fact, there's a story of Winston Churchill uh, I think it's depicted in The Darkest Hour when they're in a meeting room about the war going on. And it just looked horrible for England. You know, Germany had grown to this point where there's just like no chance for, for England. And everybody had something horrible to say. Everybody's being very critical. It's kind of like today. Everybody's so critical and I got yeah. nothing positive to say. And Winston Churchill basically stops the meeting. Is like, I don't want to hear another word about how we can't. I want you to only say what we can do and wow. made everybody be positive. Yeah. But in that way, I mean, it almost seems ridiculous. because Everybody's like, there's nothing we can do. Like, Mm-hmm. You know, don't be that optimistic, but people want to follow that. People want to follow somebody who has hope. Realistic, yet has hope. All right, number three, you want to rise in people's eyes. If you want to be admired and look up to, here's the third thing you do. You got to refuse gossip. 
Refuse God. And I know, I know this seems elementary, but hear us out for a second. I don't trust people who talk bad about others. No. People who like pop into my office. Does ever have you, Jordan? People like pop into the office and give you the skinny on something that has nothing to do with me. Yeah. Like, sure, my itching ears want to hear like, ooh, I'm being included in this. <laughs> but the fact is, I don't trust that person who relayed that info to me because they're talking smack about them. They're going to talk smack about me. And the truth is, Junior, this is a real problem. And I know you said it sounds elementary, but all of us do this. Some of us, we do it constantly. Yep. And call it what you want. We, some people call it venting. Yeah. Some people call it asking for advice. Some people call it a prayer request. Which is so funny. Okay, I love that you said those three because, so like the prayer request, that was like a big church thing. Yeah, I would say like a while <laughs> yeah. back. Like when I think of prayer requests, I think of like an old lady sharing a prayer request, really gossip. And her, and her like son's right there. And yeah. she's like, God, I pray. Uh, I just want to share right. a prayer request for my son that he comes back to the Lord. Oh, it's like, so awkward. I've had people do that, like ask yeah. for prayer for their son in the lobby. Can you pray for my son here? He's uh, falling away from the yeah, Lord. Don't like, do oh, that. Oh my goodness. It's like sharing a prayer request. It's kind of like an old, more of an old school thing. I would say venting is like the big one now. Venting's like big. for me, you know, I'm like, if I ever find myself gossiping, and so I'm always like, ah, I'm just venting. Mm-hmm. Nah, it didn't do anybody any good at all. It yeah. was just a gossip. Yeah, I do the asking for advice. Yeah. But yeah. I go to someone that I'm like, I'm just dragging other people into it. I say it's for advice, but really I just want someone else to be co-sign. super annoyed. Yeah, yeah co- to, co-sign, to co-sign to your my, feelings. Yeah, 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 but there, there is nothing that can hurt your likability more than being someone that other people can't trust. Like, sure, don't don't ask me questions. We can still be buds. But talk behind my back, and that's that's going to sever our, our friendship. Because relationships move at the speed of trust. That's so right. So if I, there's people that I'm just more guarded around. Because I'm like, eh, the way you talk about people, I know you talk about people behind, uh, you're going to talk behind my back as well. So, yeah, there's there's definitely that. So, Junior, what, how do you know when to go to somebody to share info, or when do you know when it turns into gossip? So, I ask myself, is this person in the position to help. So, you know, there's like situations that will happen because we're in the same church. There'll be situations. I'm like, you know what? Jordan can help with the situation. Maybe it's a conversation to have or an encouragement to somebody. And so I'll go to you and be like, Hey, I want to let you know to help you shepherd. And so you're in a position to help. But if I were to go to say, um, somebody else who's not in a position to help at all, then I'm just, you know, and I call it venting or I'm getting advice, um, or I'm sharing a prayer request, then it's then it's gossip. Yeah, that's good. And I do think more often than not, you should just go to the person first. Play it safe. And here, and like I said, like that, this sounds elementary, and I'm glad you said it's a big problem, Jordan. The thing of it is, is nobody sees their own gossip problems in, in themselves. Is we'll talk about gossip. Like, yeah, I hate gossip. I've been, I've been really burned by gossip in the past. We all think that. But the fact of the matter is, you probably gossiped yesterday. You probably gossip today, and today you're going to be tempted to gossip again. And it kills your influence. It kills how people see you. All right, Junior, last one. Bonus round. Bonus. And and I added kind of this bonus round a little last minute, Junior, because you you complimented me for my birthday. Mm -hmm. I got to bring it back to you. If you don't know this listening, me and Junior share the same birthday. St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day. Get us some green beer. Share the podcast as a gift to us. That would be good. Yeah, we'd like that. Uh, But here's one that you do really well, Junior. I've been trying to learn from you. And that is treat people like the way they want to be seen. Treat people like the way that they want to be seen. And and you've taught me this. I think one of the you've quoted before what about leaders and yeah, being yeah. You, and being to, able to read people to lead people you got to read people yeah, yeah. to lead people yeah. you got to read people that's right. that's so good so junior how do you do that how do you treat people like they want to be seen <laughs> when you get to when you really take an interest in people you find out what they love and you find out how they want to be seen so there are people that you work with who really want to be seen as a a fantastic parent 
or they want to be seen as a fantastic leader or they want to be seen as, you know, really smart. Everybody wants to be yeah. seen in a certain light. And so you treat people in that light that they want to be seen. You can't do that until you've really taken an interest in them and you get yeah. to know them. So, for example, there's a mom that I know who really takes a lot of pride in being a mom in a, in a good way. She really likes being a mom and she wants to be known as a good mom. And so when, when I talk with her, I try to bring that out of like complimenting her motherhood. And that goes way further than it would if I complimented her basketball skills, for example, because she yeah. doesn't care about that. Yeah, she cares about being, being a mom, okay. people who are great leaders and they like to be known as great leaders. And yeah. so, you know, complimenting their leadership goes a lot further than complimenting, you know, yeah, it's some, it's, it's complimenting something that they care about. It's, it's kind of their, uh, what's the, there's that new Disney movie soul. Have you seen it? Yeah. 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 I saw part of it. Yeah. I'd watch like maybe like half hour and it was pretty okay, boring, but there too, was, yeah. there was the interesting part about the spark. There's a spark that we kind of have and you're yeah. saying, Hey, find that spark of people and call, call out, call it out. And, exactly. And yeah. So, you know, whether that spark is being a mom or that spark is being a leader, whether that spark, that spark is knowing a lot. Calling that spark and complimenting them in that goes way further than the other compliment. That's good. Treat people like they want to be seen. But again, you can't do that until you've taken an interest in them, you know them, you find that spark, and then you compliment that spark. I love that you had that that um, illustration of the spark. I didn't think about that watching the movie. Yeah. I kind of got too bored into the movie to... It was terrible, but that part was good. Truth is, bottom line, this isn't rocket science. Like what we talked about in this podcast, is, it almost seems like wrong because this is so, such elementary stuff. But if you did this today, like if you consciously, intentionally asked questions, gave hope, refused gossip, and found that spark in people and complimented them in that, if you did this today, I'm telling you, you will rise in people's eyes. Well, what a good conversation, Junior. Let's, let's give this some legs and let's try it out. Here we go, Junior. I think that the first point we talked about is probably one of the biggest ones. Like we said, being able to ask good questions. Taking an interest in people. Yeah. And so he, here's what you can do. Pick a day and spend that whole day asking good questions. Just make it today. Ask questions all day long. In every conversation, you just decide, I'm going to take an interest in the other person in this conversation. And I even say extra credit would be finding that spark that you talked about. Yeah. That spark of who they want to be seen as and finding that spark and identifying that spark. Watch how m better your relationships get, even just in that day, from you being intentional about asking good questions. What you will find is that people will start gravitating toward you. Junior. I don't know if you know this, but we went an entire episode without making one canoe pun. Oh, this is awful. I, I, our ratings are going to plummet. Yeah, there we go. There They're going the to show. sink. <laughs> hey, we got yeah. it in. <laughs> hey, this next river that we're going to be going down is all about work. And how can you take your job and turn it into a career? I think that's in a lot of people's minds. Is A lot of us have jobs and we just see them as jobs. But how can they be more than jobs? How, how can they be really a career? Not when we find fulfillment from them, but where we feel like we're really giving our all into something that is worthwhile. Yeah, we can't wait to see you there. And like always, please... Give our our podcast a rating, a like, share it with someone. Shares go so far. Yeah, we thank you for listening and being committed. We love you so much. See you at the next river.